Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Williamsburg Summer Afternoon Tea from Harney & Sons. A fresh blend of green tea, citrus, and fruit flavors delight in the pleasures of a summer afternoon in a timeless garden. They represent native Virginia flowers found in Colonial Williamsburg's carefully tended historic gardens. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning and a warm teacup welcome to all those who are joining in with us. This is our eighth week walking through the greatest sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount, opening up chapter 5 of Matthew. These last seven weeks have truly been a blessing for me, but they've been extremely challenging. I just want to be honest. I would even encourage you to go back through these uh, short little tenets, if you will, that we have taken apart uh, to a very small extent, uh, but enough so that it's had a profound impact, certainly on me and my spiritual growth, uh, but I hope yours. But I, I think just going back through uh, is something that I would like to do and I would encourage you to do as we just continue to desire to see that growth because the Lord has revealed, the Lord has reminded me of so many truths uh, and it's reminded me of how difficult it is uh, in the Christian walk, uh, being a follower of Christ, desiring to grow in Him so that we are more Christ-like. And it's difficult. And that leads directly into the eighth beatitude. So I hope you've got your Bible with you in Matthew chapter 5. We'll read all the way through uh, verse 11 today. Uh, we're going to kind of put two together, but they go together, uh, I think, as you'll see. Matthew chapter 5 beginning in verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, as I've openly shared with you, uh, even again this week, the challenges that it is to live the life that Christ has called us to. We're certainly reminded here in these verses today by Christ that when we do live for Him, when we display these characteristics that we've walked through together of Christ in us, the persecution we're going to bring on ourselves is very real. What do we say to that? Bring on the haters. 
Christ reminds us as he's praying for his disciples, specifically in John 17, verse 14, that the world will hate us, that his followers, the doers of his word, the believers of God's spirit within them, this is going to happen, verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. That's Christ talking about his disciples. That's Christ talking about us as his children. So I hope you're following what I'm saying. I know that you are, and even though uh, you might not want to think of it uh, in the terms that it really is, uh, so let's look at it in in, uh, maybe a different kind of way. Do you remember if you did RAs or GAs or maybe you were in Scouts or or some other type of uh, organization like that, when you would complete a project or when you uh, checked off all the boxes for something, you'd get your badge. Well, be encouraged. Persecution from the world is the gold badge on the life of a Christian. One of the readings that I was studying over as I was preparing for this short time that we have together, I ran across a quick story about Spurgeon that R.K. Hughes shares in his book, The Sermon on the Mount, The Message of the Kingdom. It says this, When Charles Spurgeon was severely depressed over the criticism that he received in his ministry, His wife printed all eight Beatitudes on a large sheet of paper and tacked it on the ceiling above his bed. She wanted him to remember first in the morning and last at night that the righteous will be persecuted. There are no exceptions. And that's encouragement for us. We need to remember that as well. Now let me point out... Please know I'm certainly not trying to trivialize persecution and suffering because there are places today that are experiencing far greater uh, persecution than you and I have ever had to endure. But this suffering that it's talking about here in Scripture is blessed because it's for righteousness' sake. Being persecuted for doing the will of our Father who is in heaven. In order for the promise of this beatitude to be fulfilled in our life, the persecution we might suffer must be for doing His righteous will. 1 Peter 3, uh, 8-17 is a wonderful passage on on the blessings and the suffering for right and wrong. I wish we could get into that, and who knows, at some point we might. But my point is this. It is only then that ours is the kingdom of heaven. Michael Glodo, uh, from one of my devotionals here on my desk, he said it this way, Matthew's phrase of kingdom of heaven is synonymous with the kingdom of God, is his way of reminding us that God's righteous rule is not man's way. Those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake are living out God's ways in the midst of a world that does not respect and will reject them. Now, as I said earlier, persecution for us is really nothing in comparison to certainly uh, times in history where Christians face things that really we can't even imagine. And I don't want us to dwell on things like that, but I just want us to be reminded that it's not supposed to be easy. 
On the contrary, we're told that it's going to be hard. But in that difficult task, in those hard times, we're blessed and should rejoice and be exceedingly glad. So rather than feeling discouraged, uh, don't rather than being dismayed or, or perhaps enraged uh, or slipping into a time of depression, believers who find themselves persecuted for living for Christ Jesus and His kingdom, we have a good reason to rejoice and be glad for the reward in heaven is great. Scripture reminds us that we can rejoice because suffering in the Christian life will produce perseverance in us. It will produce character and hope in God. We're reminded of that in Romans chapter 5. We can also rejoice in suffering because, think about it, it makes us weak and therefore then we're more able to display God's power. Does that remind you of something we've talked about throughout this journey? One of my favorite verses is where God told Paul that his power was made perfect in his weakness, found in 2 Corinthians 12. We can rejoice in the suffering because in the midst of it, we experience a comfort that only God can give. And only then are we equipped to offer the comfort that others who are suffering need. Taking on these characteristics of Christ that we've been studying means that we share in all things that are Christ's, including the rejection, the reviling, and the persecution that was His. If we have Christ in me, we have a share of Him. Ours truly is the kingdom of heaven. With this knowledge, we will be able to persevere with joy in our trials. Jesus faced persecution and was hated by the world. And so will all of those who belong to Christ and boldly live for Him. The NIV states it this way in John 15, 19. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, and that is why the world hates you. Again, I said it at the start, let's just bring on the haters. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. The righteous will be persecuted. There are no exceptions. If you walk the Christian life the way that God has called you to, it will be hard and it will probably feel unfair at times. Praise the Lord for His blessing and provision of grace during those times. Praise the Lord for the family of God to uplift one another in the midst of trial and hardship. In the face of persecution, when it is least expected of us from the world, may we remain poor in spirit, willing to mourn, meek, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, and peacemakers, trusting that ours is the kingdom of God, 
We will be comforted. We shall inherit the earth. We shall be filled. We shall obtain mercy. We shall see God. And we will be called sons of God. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. We look forward to spending time with you next week. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.